Welcome to Through the Firewall, conversations with Force 3 about the changing world of IT and network security. Hello and welcome to Through the Firewall with Force 3. I am Greg Abel here with Greg Kushto, the Director of Security and Enterprise Networking at Force 3. How's it going, Greg? Good, how are you? I am well. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Sure. Today we're going to get into Cisco and its acquisition of Landcope, which goes back about a year. And so we want to just talk to you about that and how may it change the uh, IT security landscape. Give us your take on that acquisition. Sure. I think Cisco has really made a commitment into network security, both in the product sense as well as in architecture. The difference that Cisco is really able to provide to its customers is they touch every part of the network, all the way from routers to switches to phones to the data center. Cisco literally has equipment in every part of your IT infrastructure. So I think with their security message, they really wanted to have the same thing where they had products that touch across the entire range of your IT portfolio. Why is that important for a player like Cisco to be able to touch all parts? Well, I think it's important because it's really about the amount of data you can get for security. For security, you really want two things. You want the maximum amount of data that you can find because you're going to use that data to try to find malicious traffic. And then you want a easy way to sift through all of that data because there's so much data that you can't have a human being do that. So it's really about investing in the tools and the products that work together to correlate all that data into something that you can really take action on. And what does it help them achieve that maybe before this acquisition they couldn't have done as well? So the, the big thing that Landcope Stealthwatch really adds onto the portfolio is using a lot of what's called NetFlow which really comes from Cisco's equipment from routers and switches to make security decisions. The other part it allows you to do is make application decisions. So we can talk a little bit about both, but in a nutshell, they, they come down to the same point. And that is, what does your network normally look like and what does it look like after a change occurs? If you're able to measure both of those things, you're able to find out when your network changes and then investigate why it has changed. So you mentioned StealthWatch. Obviously, that was the big product play here. Can you talk about what that is and how it complements network security? Sure. So StealthWatch takes all of the network data from each one of those network equipment, uh, takes all that data, correlates it into a giant picture, and then really shows you how your network is actually working, for lack of a better term. Most network engineers, when you talk to them and you say, how is your network? What's going on? They'll say, everything's up. Nobody's complaining. I must be fine. With StealthWatch, you're able to see how traffic is flowing across your network, where it's going slow, where it's going fast, all the different points that it touches that you may or may not be aware of. So for network security, being able to map what your network looks like in a point of time is a very powerful tool. And who is the audience for StealthWatch? StealthWatch audience is really going to be that network engineer that day in, day out is using networking equipment. Now, the outcome of that, the, the network mapping, the net flow, uh, the reports and information you're able to generate from that is going to be fed into your application group and your security group. But the people setting up, configuring, and really getting StealthWatch to work is going to be your network engineers. And why should federal agencies consider real-time visibility and security analysis of their networks? So for federal agencies, it's especially critically important to really be able to see what their network looks like for a couple different reasons. 
The first, obviously, being security. Federal government's a huge target. We've talked about this numerous times, but everybody wants to know what the federal government knows. Everybody wants to see what the data they have has are. So it's very important for them to be able to add additional security tools into what they're already doing. The second piece is really being able to use the IT data and products in place to add to your security posture. So for something like Landcope, you're using a lot of data that you already have uh, to then look at what your network looks like. So it's data that's that's already in your environment that you already possess. You don't have to wait and create it and look over six months. It's something that you can get in your network and immediately start using. And then finally, with the shared services first, cloud first mentality that the government has right now, there's a lot of talk around outsourcing to cloud, uh, to secure providers such as AWS and a couple other ones out there. If you're going to look at doing that, or what a lot of agencies are doing, look at setting up hybrid networking where they're providing network services for other agencies, being able to track what their network looks like is critically important to being able to use that service for other agencies. So how do you feel like it's gone over the last year following this acquisition and the integration of StealthWatch? It's gone incredibly well. Cisco is a giant corporation. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, how long is it going to take for them to start integrating this? They've actually started integrating this into a lot of their security products already. So out of the box right now, if you're using some of their newest products with the newest OS they have, you're going to be able to take that Landcope data and use it across firewalls, across their port security solution, and across some of the other products that they have out there already. And this is only after a year. So it's really moving fast for them to be able to incorporate all of that together already. And so what do you think the future holds? I think they're going to do two things. One, they're really going to start tying this together uh, on the licensing side. So the technology side, we just we talked about, they're already working on that. They've done a lot of advances. On the licensing side, they're starting to make a lot of moves now where if you have a couple of these products, you can buy combined licensing or you can buy a license package that's going to allow you to use all of these together at a much cheaper rate than it would be to buy all of these separately. So not only are you getting a product that's going to improve your network security, you may actually be able to save money compared to buying separate products at different times. And uh, last question, Greg. The Landcope acquisition was one of several recent acquisitions by Cisco. Also OpenDNS, Portcullis, others. What's the big picture with Cisco? Are they going to keep integrating and finding new technologies? I guess this game never ends, does it? It never does. And I think Cisco has... I think they talked a couple of years ago about being a significant player in the security market, and I think they've proven that they are doing that. And the only way to keep doing that is innovating. And they're doing that not only through their own products, but continuing to acquire outside products, such as CloudLock recently and some of the products that you mentioned. So again, it's really about being able to provide that portfolio across all of IT security, not just at a couple different places. And for Force 3, what does this mean? For Force 3, it's really an opportunity for us to continue to help our customer get more and more secure. And so for us, when we have these additional options for products that we've already uh, helped our customers install and be able to layer additional security on top of that, it's a win-win for everybody involved. Great. Those are all my questions for today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to Through the Firewall. I'm Greg Abel, joined now by Chris Kreider, Senior Technical Consultant at Force 3. Welcome, Chris. Glad to be here. So, just to start off, give us a little bit of sense for StealthWatch. Tell us what it does and how it works. StealthWatch is a technology that 
looks at data through the network and starts to figure out who is talking to who or what device is talking to what device. Tell us about some of the key benefits of using it. The key benefits of using StealthWatch is really that network visibility that a lot of network engineers lacked in uh, previous iterations of the network. So being able to put an application like that on the network, looking at that traffic flow as it happens in real time is really empowering to network engineers. Tell us specifically what problems it might solve. So some of the problems that it solves are things like insider threat from a security perspective. Uh, traditionally, other things that it solves are uh, bandwidth utilization issues in uh, times of network contention. Something like StealthWatch is able to tell me what types of traffic are on the network uh, from an application perspective. Uh, moreover, we can now tell uh, things that are on the network that are security issues. Uh, is this type of virus propagating through my network? Do I have a worm that's going from person to person? We are able to tell that information uh, both from a technology perspective, being able to look at signature-based issues as well as traffic that is anomaly-based. So you mentioned anomaly detection. So how does StealthWatch help facilitate this? So because StealthWatch is able to look at network traffic as it happens in real time, it's able to establish a baseline of what we would consider normal traffic. Maybe I'm talking to you on the network, I'm passing you all types of information left and right, day in and day out. All of a sudden, the next day, I'm sending you 10 times more information than I ever have before, right? That type of information is anomalous. Might be good, it might be bad. If it matches a signature or it matches some threshold, maybe it is bad, and we're gonna take a little bit further analysis into that type of issue. So it catches things that are out of the ordinary. Correct. Tell us a little bit how that fits into 20th, 21st century cyber threats. A lot of what happens today in real time from a security perspective uh, can be disastrous in moments. Moreover, uh, those disastrous things can cost a lot of money. So the way that we mitigate that is to look for signature-based things like we always have, but to also look for those anomaly-based uh, events. So if uh, I'm able to detect things faster, I might be able to quarantine those issues quicker and um, you know, isolate those problems and remediate them before they actually cause a problem. Got it. And how does the StealthWatch approach differ from other tools on the market? It differs from other tools on the market by being able to look across my entire infrastructure, both virtual and physical, to be able to see those events on the wire as they happen. Uh, a lot of traditional uh, systems out there are really going to be piecemealed in one section or the other, where StealthWatch really doesn't care where it comes from. We can see it across the entire spectrum. So you're obviously well-versed in the product. What, what does it do or can do that maybe people aren't really aware of that it can do? So when we talk about uh, NetFlow-based analytics, we're able to see information based off of individual metrics that we put on the network. Uh, without getting into too much detail, those things could be uh, TrustSec tags, VLAN subnets, uh, you know, common things that we always are able to classify information with. But what we're able to do with something like StealthWatch leveraging the rest of the Cisco portfolio is integrate identity with something like Identity Services Engine um, when we start to use uh, ICE for uh, network authentication on the network. And how easy or difficult is it to integrate StealthWatch into existing infrastructure? Integrating StealthWatch into the existing infrastructure is fairly simple. 
we put it on the network, we start to point our traffic flows to StealthWatch, it starts to learn what's going on. We start to get a good visualization of those types of uh, traffic flows. And we might be able to uh, almost immediately identify things that might not be normal. Uh, other uh, issues that arise might take more time, but as a whole, we're able to get more information uh, much quicker because we can see the big picture. Got it. All right. And special expertise needed to use StealthWatch. At a basic level, StealthWatch is fairly simplistic to use. We use NetFlow-based analytics from the network equipment. We put uh, virtual sensors in the virtual environment. We point it to StealthWatch. From a technical perspective, there are some levels of configuration that happen there. It is pretty simplistic. On the StealthWatch configuration side, uh, baselining the traffic might take a little bit of effort, but the visibility really almost comes instantaneously. So how does StealthWatch fit into the philosophy of network as a sensor? Being able to monitor traffic in real time across the entire infrastructure turns the entire infrastructure into a sensor for things that are good or bad or uh, anomalous traffic flows. All right, and uh, last question for you as, a, as an engineer, what, what excites you most about this product? How is it changing the game or just making network security better? I would say the bigger play here is really integrating technologies like StealthWatch with other Cisco technologies. Being able to see that big picture with all the technologies together really gives you a good uh, sense of visibility into everything that's going on. It's not device one talking to device two. It's Chris talking to Greg or it's this printer talking to that person that it's never talked to before. Integrating that type of technology with ICE, with StealthWatch, with something like Cisco AMP really uh, hammers it home for uh, a network security engineer. Great. And so how does this fit into the big picture with Force 3? Uh, it's really a key contributor to Cis uh, Cisco and Force 3's message about network security, about analytics, about logging and uh, event correlation. So being able to have a holistic solution as a, as a, uh, a vendor like Force 3, um, we're able to go in and talk about things that you could be doing from a bigger picture perspective instead of just going in there and saying, oh, hey, you need StealthWatch or, hey, you need ICE. I say, hey, why don't we talk about what you're trying to do and how we can wrap security uh, technologies around uh, a business initiative. Got it. Chris, great job. Thank I you. want to thank you for joining the podcast. This has been Through the Firewall with Force 3. Force 3.